Hey everybody, I'm Dan Vespris, the host of Fantasy NBA Today, Hoopball's flagship full-season fantasy podcast. We cover every piece of news, every mock draft, every rank list, pickups, drops, buy lows, sell highs, and every sleeper candidate all year long, Monday through Friday. Come check us out. We're Fantasy NBA Today, and you can follow me on Twitter for updates at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. We'll talk to you soon. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cacone, and I am here with the prodigy himself, uh, one of my best friends. I shouldn't have said that on air because now it's uh, it, it's it's everywhere. But Mr. Michael Apatria, Mike, how you doing? How you doing today? Uh, we are in day four, day four of the NBA bubble. Everything so far is looking great, um, and I'm looking forward to continuing this. How about yourself? Man, I'm feeling good. Uh, I, that's two podcasts in a row. You started with a compliment. I feel like I feel like my girlfriend's paying you on the side or something. Uh, you're getting you're getting some panned outs, and you also you gave like a nice little. Uh, it was like a Michael Buffer intro. Uh, <laughs> or, I don't maybe Bruce. You could either Buffer, either both buffers are good buffers, but. Uh, the, the whole good, like the, the lead up, that was nice, man. I appreciate that. I, I respect Thank you. it. Or trying, trying something new here, uh, for all the hoop ballers out there and everybody listening um, and the millions around the world, uh, everybody listening out there. But yeah, so we're on to Sunday. So we had Thursday where we started this bubble Friday. We had some good games Saturday. Uh, now we're on our fourth day, like I mentioned earlier, and I'm super excited how how are you feeling about the bubble? Before we get into things, uh, let's just we've had a couple of days to to look and and see about the bubble. We had a couple of games to watch, fanless basketball. Um, how are you feeling about it? And and is there anything that you like or dislike, or or what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I I love everything that has that's been going around with the bubble. I mean, let's be real. We see some of the other sports, MLB most notably, struggling right now. Um, and just what the NBA, Adam Silver, the Players Association, the players themselves, uh, all the way down to the hotel staff, every, everybody that's involved with the bubble is is really just crushing it. Because um, as we see, anytime that somebody's even coming close to a case of COVID, they're out there. Then the very next day, they run another test. And it, it's been zero confirmed cases several times now. So they're doing something right. And it looks like that's going to probably be the prototypical standard if you're a sports league and you're trying to do something. Um, but the other issues with other sports being football and baseball, is just the amount of players on each, on each team. Uh, yeah. NBA, you're talking about, you know, 15 players and NFL, MLB, you're talking 30 plus. So it's a lot harder. They travel, everything else, all the other circumstances, but Man, it, it's 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 going great, and without this bubble, we wouldn't be able to have TJ Warren Day. So, um, <laughs> I, I think I think exactly. we're all grateful for that right now. Uh, TJ Warren did great tonight. Uh, got me some cash, loving it. Um, and yeah, everything you said, yeah, you you said it perfectly. I couldn't have said it any better myself. And I wonder, uh, all jokes aside, I wonder if they they looked and called some Jake Gyllenhaal and looked about looked up the Bubble Boy movie because he avoided all the diseases and whatnot when he was in that bubble. And so far, the NBA players are doing them themselves that themselves. And uh, I think it's it's going fantastic and smoothly so can, far. Can you imagine if if the NFL <laughs> had every single player on the field wear one of those? And then, and then, and then they just like ran that. at each other. Oh, it'd be incredible. That'd but, be so. Or could they? Would they use their actual arms or those little whatever arms he had uh, to catch footballs and, and take carries and whatnot? That'd be interesting if there was a way for them to do that. I would. I would. I, I don't know if I would enjoy it or, or just laugh uncontrollably the whole time, but it would be a fun watch. I mean, I think after his eight-game suspension, Antonio Brown will most likely come back and complain about how he doesn't like his bubble and that he's used to his old bubble. Uh, <laughs> he wants to use not- an outdated bubble. <laughs> he's only going to play with the 2014 bubble. 
That, <laughs> so, so, but man, I, hey, I hope we have an NFL season. Uh, but until then, man, we got we have the NBA, and yep. it looks like this is going well. So we can't complain here. Exactly. Before we get off the rails even further, because we we tend to do that, and we can do that if if given the opportunity. Uh, let's let's get right into the the nitty gritty here. What we're what we came to do and talk some NBA slate basketball. Uh, so the first game on our docket starts at 2 p.m. And again, guys, especially on the weekends, these games are starting really early. So get in your lineups quick. Make sure um, to continue to watch some some news and, and stuff on that. Um, and know that DraftKings and now FanDuel, which is good, they both have lineup locks. So you don't have to put someone in at 1.30 and then all of a sudden at 8.30 they're not playing. Uh, you're, you're able And you can't switch out. You're able to do that now. Um, but let's look at the Wizards and, and the Nets Two teams that are vying for uh, the worst teams in the bubble right now. Let's be honest. Um, whoever loses this game is going to get that distinction. But there's not many news or tidbits on it. Uh, maybe Jamal Crawford, uh, I think he might play. I'm not sure. I, I haven't gotten that. But everybody else is pretty much uh, there. And the over-under and, and all that, the money line, we'll look at that. Uh, Brooklyn is favored by one and a half points tomorrow. Uh, as of this this reading, the over-under is a solid 233, depending on where you look. Uh, we're on my bookie. Um, and then that's where we got right now. So what are you looking at on, on the Nets, and where are you looking at in the Wizards? I know last time we talked, we had both these teams. Uh, we liked a lot of cheap plays because they are so bad, and they're not really priced too high. Um, and people got to get the usage somewhere. So where, where are you looking this time? We saw both of them underwhelm. How do you feel about them this game? Yeah, so I think it was. I mean, I think we were texting each other um, <laughs> after the first quarter of that of that. I think it was Magic Nets game, and uh, I, ta- I we were talking on the phone maybe an hour before lock, and I had a ton of Jared Allen, um, and I started saying, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried about the way that this game's gonna, you know, finish. Uh, you know, just the the overall pace and the scoring output. And I started to kind of backpedal on some of my plays. I didn't end up with a ton of Levert. I had like one or two shares, which is good. Uh, I had a fair amount of Allen. Probably about 40% of my lineups had Jared Allen in it, so that still hurt in a lot of them. Uh, but then after that first quarter, it was like, what, 39 to 40? And <laughs> it, it was it was just crazy. It was a crazy output. Um, but then after that, the wheels fell off. Magic really pulled away with the game. By the time the fourth quarter came, they were up you know, almost 30 points. And it, it just became, you know, garbage time. It became there's no reason to play these guys. So I hope a lot of people look at that scenario and have a little fear uh, of, of playing these nets because I have absolutely no problem going right back to the well. And some would say um, right at tip off, the nets play is garbage time. That's just, just someone some would say <laughs> in, the, in the East Coast over here. <laughs> yeah. And it's you know what? I'm glad that the Celtics are at least good at this point. Um, and we're going to get good net, Nets basketball next season. Uh, New England's changing around here because the three teams that we were with for a while were, you know, the Celtics, the Knicks, and the Nets. And we were deprived up here in Connecticut. It, it was rough. It was rough waters that we were sailing. Uh, but it's starting to look at the bright side. But, you know, that's why we just get league pass, call it a day, and you don't have to watch any of these teams, and they won't even allow you. It's like it's like league pass knows. It's like you try to go watch the Knicks on league pass from Connecticut, and they're like, nah, nope. you can't do that. <laughs> We're not gonna, there's, so, there's seven other good games you could choose from. We're not going to allow you to do that. So right. uh, I, I'm all for it, though, man. I mean, Jared Allen, he actually, uh, you know, pretty much the exact same price. Uh, I think he's $200 cheaper than he was in a way better matchup. One thing that a lot of people didn't take into account is that Orlando's defense is phenomenal. So when they were going against Orlando, that was another thing. Uh, Orlando slows down the pace, and they have just stifled. They have pretty much had a top-seven defense all season long, and that's that's not going to change just because uh, if anything got better, knowing that they had Isaac for another 15 or 20 minutes or so. So, I mean, I'm, I have no problem going back to Jared Allen. I think it's an absolute fantastic matchup. I think he's going to be probably confident uh, or a popular play. Um, going in, I don't think people are just going to forget about his upside and for you know look at the matchup and just see the game total and the defenses and the paces that this one's going to be played at. Um, and then the same thing with Levert, same price that he was, seventy eight hundred. Um, we saw him getting going early. The shot attempts were there, the volume was there. He was not shy. In twenty eight minutes, he took seventeen shot attempts. You give this guy thirty thirty four minutes, he's breaking twenty shot attempts. And this team pretty much has no wing defenders at the moment. 
Um, it should not be, it should not be a problem for Levert to get a shot up. And then uh, the only other guys I'm really looking at, we talked about him last time, Joe Harris. I just don't love the price tag at 5,800. He should be one of the league leaders in shot attempts and minutes on this team. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up finishing with one of those 35, uh, 30 point DK games. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really going to be playing too much Garrett Temple. Uh, Chioza burned uh, burned me in a lot of lineups last time. That one hurt. Uh, you know, I, I'll let you touch on him. That's your boy. I, 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 I will let that be your boy. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna call him. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm like not going. I'm not going back that uh, that TLC or anything else. I mean, uh, there's going to be some avenues and some and some opportunity for some of these bench guys on Brooklyn. Um, you know, Tyler Johnson and Kirks would probably be the two that if you're going to take a GPP dart throw. But I, I think that in this matchup, we can just roll up the starters and feel confident. Yeah, um, I'm with you, man. So Karis LeVert is only 7,800. I think that's what he was last time. Uh, that's a really good price. The people around him are, uh, if you're looking at people around 7,800, you got Chris Middleton, Nurkic, McCollum, DeRozan. Pretty good players, but LeVert's going to get easily the biggest usage there. Uh, and he's going against Washington. And you mentioned it earlier. The Magic like to slow the pace down. They're the fifth slowest team in the league with a good defense on top of that. Um, and, and multiple people to switch in and out on that on that team because they did play. They played 13 people, and we'll get to that a little later. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like LaVert for a bounce back. I really like Jared Allen in this matchup for a bounce back. As you mentioned, we were both talking about him. Uh, for 5,600, he... I, I don't think he hits that that floor game that he did last week. That, that was the floor bowing out on him uh this game's going to be a lot closer a lot more competitive i'm going to put ear quotes on that guys competitive because uh, it's going to be close but it might not be a good good competitive game um, but yeah and joe harris is is their third option for 5800 he's going to get the shot attempts uh washington gives up a lot of threes even when they're healthy so joe Allen or joe harris is going to get <laughs> i put them together joe allen uh joe harris is going to get a lot of clean looks and yeah i i for Funnily, I, I played more of uh, FanDuel that first night because I liked the pricing. The, the pricing, the FanDuel was way off on their pricing for the first night. Um, but I didn't um, – Chioza was priced up on there, so I didn't actually play him. He didn't burn me. But I would go back to the well if, if I need to go back to a, a cheap option on this one. Uh, this matchup is much better. He's not going to go against a team that slows it down, a team that's really good defending the point guard. Uh, he's going against uh, Shabazz Napier and Ish Smith, two people who are not known for – defending anything really um but yeah i think if he he should be able to see 25 minutes or so i don't see another game from uh tlc get making what five of six threes or something like that crazy um and there's really no one else on this bench that i'm talking about but yeah i'm, I'm with you with those three and and if i need to i'll, I'll go with chioza for a cheap 3500 um but how about how about washington man uh washington there was a, quite a few guys on washington as well that didn't really produce in that first game but now these both both of these bad teams are going at each other, and and bad against bad equals good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tons of fantasy love in this game. We're good. we're going to be all over it. I think a lot of people will. Um, uh, we'll start at the top. Highest price guy on their team, uh, Rui Hachimura. Uh, he had a great game last game. Um, you know, he did very well. Uh, Seventy four hundred is a steep price tag. He played thirty minutes. Ended up dropping about thirty two DK points. Um, and it's crazy because he started off the game with two fouls very very early and finished the game with two fouls. So uh, once he started getting in his groove, if he didn't get pulled out of the, that game early, he yanked like probably in the first, I think it was like five or six minutes or so, uh, he might have finished the game at like 34, uh, maybe even 35 minutes. He, he would have had a, definitely a couple more. Um, and the, like, the game was also trash. We could factor that in as well. But I think he's <laughs> definitely an option. I think everybody on this team is an option. Um, if I had to pick, you know, a couple guys that I would say are my top plays, uh, you know, we talked about it before the show, Thomas Bryant. Uh, that was probably the most surprising thing is that he led the team in minutes. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's a guy that is a fairly solid point per minute guy. He's usually over that one point DK mark when he's getting 30 plus minutes. And this is a fantastic matchup. We've talked about it all season long. Brooklyn bleeds points to the Nets. Uh, Jared Allen's one of those centers that kind of falls into the Hassan Whiteside category where, yes, he'll get a ton of blocks, but he's going to give up a lot of a lot of points because he does contest everything. He goes for those blocks. And players that go for blocks all the time are going to miss occasionally. And when they do, uh, it's going to be an easy way to the basket for the other center. So I think Thomas Bryant is probably going to fall in as one of my top options on the team. I don't mind going back to the well in Shabazz Napier. Uh, again, that game was a, a little bit of ugly, too. 
uh, going against Phoenix. I mean, they ended up losing by 13, but the lead was a little bit more drastic at points. So, I, you know, again, I, I wouldn't consider him maybe in cash, maybe more of a tournament option, um, but a guy that might fall under the radar just because we've seen his 40-point upside before. Yeah, um, same thing with you. Uh, for Hachimura, the 7400 price tag on here is – to me, is a little steep for a guy uh, who he is their number one option, but he's a little it's a little steep for me to pay for someone that I was hoping is closer to uh, what he was on Fanduel that first night about fifty four hundred. That that's a real he's steal price, but uh, seventy four to me is a little more steeper for for him. Um, but yeah, Thomas Bryant, we meant you mentioned it. We talked about this before we went on the show. Uh, a guy who came into the night with conditioning question marks. They didn't know if he could play some minutes. They weren't going to really rush him. He played 34 minutes. Uh, he played the most on the team by, I think, three or four. I don't think, I think Rui was second or, no, uh, Jerome Robinson was second at 32. Um, but if, if he's going to get 34 minutes or over 30 minutes a game and his conditioning is not up to par or is up to par, um, for 4,800, that's a great price tag, especially in this matchup. You mentioned it. Uh, Jared Allen is a good fantasy point per minute with those blocks, but he's not the greatest of actual defending. Uh, and yeah, Shabazz Napier should again get his shots off. Uh, and for 5,400, that's a really good price. Nobody on Brooklyn on the de- defensive side is going to scare you, even when they're healthy. Uh, so I-, I do like Napier on this one. Um, and I meant I mentioned Jerome Robinson scored 20 points and played 30 the second most minutes on the team at 4,200. Uh, if you need someone to score. He's not that bad. Him and him and Troy Brown are, are similar. Uh, one's going to have a really good game. One's going to score a little bit less. I don't think they do much, or I don't think Robinson does much else other than scoring. So that's where, where I would fade him a little bit. But if you're digging deep in the bargain bin, maybe you look at one of those two guys as well. I can't. Uh, I can't knock you on those guys, Sonny. Those are <laughs> yeah, both pretty big. G- I'd say they're probably more GPP guys for me. I yeah. don't trust either one of them in cash, just because I think they're both pretty scoring scoring dependent. Yeah, um, but nonetheless, tons of options that we could look at in that game. But uh, if we're going strictly price for with forty two hundred for Robinson, forty five for Troy Brown, and then just forty eight for Thomas Bryant, Bryant easily gets the the edge there. But uh, center options, there are quite a few good center options out here that we'll get to in a moment. Um, and let's jump in. Let's jump in right into the second game of the day. That game starts at three thirty p.m. on Eastern Standard Time again, guys. Uh, you might be. We know, I know we have some Aussie viewers. I know we have some West Coast, Central, people from everywhere. Um, but this game starts at 3.30 p.m. on the Eastern time. And this is Portland versus the Celtics. Uh, this is a good game. Uh, Portland is currently the ninth seed. They just beat the Grizzlies in overtime. Uh, I don't know if you guys, if anybody watched that game. That was an awesome game last night or the other night. Um, and now they're only two and a half games back. But... Uh, they're, they're trying to keep that 8-9 seed so they get a chance at the playoffs. Dame Dash said he only went to this bubble if he's if they're going to win and they're going to play hard. Uh, they played they won and they played hard. Uh, but let's look at the over-under. The opening right now, uh, the consensus, it opened at 227.5. Right now it's about 230 for the over-under. And Boston is favored by 4.5. Uh, we'll, we'll see what that changes. But as we know, that, that, that stuff always changes when we get closer. Um, so as for news... Oof, Mike, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you talk about the big news on Portland. Uh, there's not really injury shakeups, but there is something interesting that we saw happening in that in that field, and I'll, I'll let you go right into that one. Well, I mean, uh, I think it'd just be the the phase out of Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> uh, he's just. It was something I wasn't necessarily anticipating. I was expecting it to almost be a 50-50 split. Um, let him get some court time with some of the, you know, Nurkic that being get some court time with some of these guys a little early. Uh, but they weren't shy. Yeah, you know, it was an overtime game. Nurkic played about 33 minutes, but he balled out and he did a little bit of everything. Assists, rebounds, blocks, steals, chipped in 18 points. Uh, he did foul out of the game, but uh, for his time being. And, and that's even saying it. With the foul out, who knows? He probably could have gotten an extra minute or two. So, uh, Narkic looks like he's going to be their center going forward. Uh, and Hassan Whiteside it might just be in that foul trouble backup role, which, you know, hey, I, if that's the case, 7700 is a fair price tag for Yusuf Nurkic, and this is a fantastic matchup. Um, I talked about the Nets being bad against Biggs. Well, the Celtics aren't much better. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're gonna, they've been getting decimated by big-bodied centers all season long, and I use that, you know, very specific. 
the chubby centers dominate them. They just <laughs> have a lot of trouble with those types of guys. So I, I like Nurkic in this matchup. It's going to be tough with this slate, dude. There's like like three, four centers I'm really high on. I'm going to be mixing and matching. I feel like that's that. And that's why I love playing DK because I get to get multiple of these guys. But um, And I think Nurkic, to be honest, he, has, he, he might be forward. the eligibility power forward eligibility as well oh that's sexy yeah oh, that, that's super sexy he's probably yeah. the only the only guy in portland i'm really looking at though to be honest i i mean i get it uh this portland team did not come here to play for nothing but damian lillard 9500 that's a steep price tag this is a tough matchup for him especially knowing that marcus uh, i mean that uh kemba walker might still be limited that all that means is that marcus smart might be on the court more um, yeah and, <laughs> and guarding him yeah, exactly. And that's only going to cause Damian and Lillard more fit. So, I mean, yep. Dame, Dame is pretty much matchup proof. You could say that. He's one of those types of scorers that can get it done on anybody. With that being said, I don't like to pinpoint matchups that aren't, aren't supposed to be good. Um, and then if you're, if you're sitting there and you're kind of looking back at what this team, because these teams played once earlier in the season, and you'll see that McCollum had a big game. I think he dropped about 55 uh, DK points, and Lillard was out of that game. So just take that with a grain of salt um, that he was able to do that in a game where he probably had most of the volume shot attempts. Uh, so, again, this is a Boston. Their one weak point, the chicken in the armor, is going to be at center. And that's usually the only spot that I try to target it. I would maybe even, you know, say, uh, you know, Zach Collins at 3400 It's a really, really, really great price tag. He played 37 minutes himself last game. But this is a little bit of a different matchup. Um, we don't see Boston go with such a big front court. We see Tatum at the four a lot or Hayward at the four at times. And if that's the case, they might opt to go to a smaller lineup. The last game he played 37 minutes was going against Jaron Jackson Jr. at the four. So another big bodied guy where it made sense. So he's still a great price tag. He'd probably still play at least 28 to 26 minutes. And in this matchup, it's still it's still great for him. So I, I would just I like him, but I would say, you know, don't necessarily expect that same side of uh, same type of workload. Yeah, and I'm with you there. Uh, we all we were hearing in the bubble restart was Nurkic and and um, Whiteside playing against or playing with each other, and Nurkic playing power forward. All of a sudden, Whiteside got what 16, 17 minutes, six, 16 and a half. Uh, Nurkic played 33 and fouled out. And you mentioned he chipped in some blocks and steals. He chipped in six blocks and two steals. Wow. Uh, he did not miss a beat. Nine rebounds, five assists. He showed he was playing like the guy he was playing or how he was playing before he got hurt, and that's a fantastic sight. And as you mentioned, at 7,700 in this matchup against the Celtics, who struggle against bigs, very good value. Um, I, I'm with you, too. I'm not really, I'm not going after Lillard in that price tag. There are people around there that I, I like more than him. Uh, same with McCollum. It's 7,700. He had a really great game last game. Uh, but we just talked about how we like Lavert at 7,800. I'd rather, for $100 extra against Washington, yeah, I'll take it. Um, and Zach Collins, you mentioned that was the other guy I was thinking about if if I did dive into the uh, the bargain bin on this team for 3,400. A guy who his first game back he played 37 minutes. I know as you mentioned the matchup isn't great. They're probably going to play Tatum or Hayward here, and it's not going to be Jaron Jackson or Brandon Clark at the four. Uh, but for 37 minutes, if he, even if he gets 30 on that for 3,400, that's a guy uh, who can bring back value there. If if you need to dig in the bargain bin of of cheapness. Um, but yeah, everybody else, I'm I'm kind of I'm not gonna buy into Melo, and uh, I'll I'll leave everyone there. And and Whiteside, kind of you can't play him at this point. After just seeing what happened, you have to leave Whiteside out there. If Nurkic wasn't there, this is a smash smash mouth spot for Whiteside. But with Nurkic back and playing that way, uh, leave him alone. Um, so I'm that was, with you. that was that was an all star reference. <laughs> I, I like that. I like it. I, I like that pun as well. <laughs> the all-star reference. I got it. I got it. Smack right. Hey now. <laughs> All right. No. 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 We'll <laughs> no. We won't uh, go crazy. Uh, but where where are you looking on in Boston? Because that's probably with Kemba Walker only playing 19 minutes last game. I can't see him bumping up to 30. It maybe maybe slowly at a time because they want him for the playoffs. So what are you seeing in Boston? And are you? Uh, I know where I'm going, and I, I'll talk to you after. But I, I like to let's throw the the golden pony out there first and see what he's got. Well, I, I talked about Gordon Hayward. I think he was the only guy in that Milwaukee game that I had any interest in, and he you know he played well. Um, and we kind of saw him facilitate a little bit more and handle the ball a little bit more with Kemba Walker out. And I think we can expect a little bit of that going forward. Uh, but the guy I really have my eye on is Jason Tatum in this mm -hmm. matchup. Uh, anytime, and, and, and I, I, I keep it as like one of my DFS, you know, write this on the wall, sticky note. 
Anytime Jason Tatum comes off of an awful shooting performance, he's done this three or four times this season already, where he shot, I think, one game, it was like one of 18. Uh, another game, it was like one of 16. And he follows it up with a big game. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I'm, and this is a 10 times better matchup, especially if he ends up drawing uh, Zach Collins. If, if he's playing the four and Zach Collins starts at him, he's going to have his way with him on the outside. If he's playing the three or if they bump Melo up to him, I think we all know about Carmelo Anthony's defense where I don't need skinny to Skinny Melo, though. It's skinny Melo, though. It's <laughs> true. I think actually Chubby Melo was better at defense because he would just kind of <laughs> take those hard tra- hard charges, get in front, and then they'd be like, wow, well, that's a big guy. He must have gotten if – he, if he's on the ground, he must have gotten hit hard. Uh, you know, offensive foul, other way. Uh, but, no, I, I in all real, in all, real uh, all reality – I think I can get it out of here. I got this. Uh, Jason Tatum, I think 8200 is more than a fair price tag, especially with Walker's usage. Uh, I'm going to be down with the limited minutes and everything like that. I think Marcus Smart, too much for me at 67. Brown, fair price tag at 7, but there's better guys I think I'd rather go to. And, again, I think I'd prefer Hayward over Brown. So it's, it's just going to be Tatum. It's just going to be Hayward. And then, uh, you know, if you, if you wanted to look at Daniel Tice at 5100, but we have better options. I think, you know, looking at guys like Thomas Bryant, uh, we'll get to another guy later, later in the the, the next game, who's even cheaper. Um, that probably have the same same upside, if not more. So we're we're on the same page right now. We are on the same page. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, listeners. But uh, I said there was a guy I'm going to get talking to you too, and I wanted to see what the the pony said. I'm all about Jason Tatum in this game. I, I love. It's even better. You mentioned it. Even if he didn't have the pedigree of coming off after off of bad games and, and putting up numbers. Uh, anytime a guy at 8,200 comes off a game where he shot two of 18. So shooting shots, the field goal attempts were not a problem. He just made only two of them. He scored five points, seven rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. Anytime someone has that such a bad game, uh, people are going to gravitate, or especially when you, you don't play DFS a lot or, or you just look at it and say, ew, what did he put up last game? Five points. He had a total of 24 fantasy points and 8,400. I'm going to shy away from this game. So I don't think his usage or his ownership is going to be high. And this is a, another – I should just get the little uh, uh, smash mouth uh, recording snippet every time I say it. But this is a smash bot for him. And you said it. he's either going to draw Zach Collins or Carmelo Anthony, two people he can take to the house, uh, two people he can absolutely expose. And he is not going to – 18 shots showed his usage isn't going anywhere. Carme- or Campbell Walker is not going to play too many minutes. Um, I'm all about Jason Tatum in this game. And Daniel Tice, like, as you mentioned, he, would, he was actually my second guy if I was going to play someone there too. But again, um, it looks like he's going – or it looks like he took the lion's share still of, of the three-man committee. But again, there's a lot of other options at center that I like around that price tag as well. Uh, so if I'm looking at anyone mainly in this – my number one in this game is, is also Jason Tatum. Uh, but uh, we're, we're two for two kind of – or four for four on all of our teams so far. Um, let's get to this third game. This third game is another game fighting for uh, the playoffs. So the Spurs and the and the Grizzlies. The Spurs won. They they beat they beat the um, the Kings last game. So they're right there. Uh, and the Grizzlies lost. So the Spurs are, are creeping a little bit closer. If they get this game, uh, everything's going to be interesting. Especially if Portland loses, that's going to be extremely interesting around that uh, that eight nine seed and see who gets there. But we got some we got some news on on uh, the the Spurs side. So not, not big news guys, but any, any news is news. So Marco Bellinelli is doubtful to play. Uh, he got hurt last game. Um, he hurt his ankle. Bryn Forbes has been ruled out already. Um, I don't know if Patty Mills is playing as of this recording. He didn't play on Friday and there wasn't an update currently. Uh, we'll, we'll just assume he's not playing. Uh, if he plays that thing, things change obviously, but we'll assume he's not playing there. Um, and let's start with the Spurs because I already I already broke them their their little injury history stuff went down. Uh, who do you like on the Spurs side and and what do you see from them uh, against this this solid solid Memphis team? Yeah, I mean we talked about with the Nets and just going back to the well, and I think it, it's kind of the same thing with the Spurs for me. Uh, you know, looking at guys like Jakob Pertl, um, I talked about another center being cheaper the next game. Uh, he somehow drastically just went down in money again. He was 4700 in the game against Sacramento, and he's 4K now on DK. <laughs> so I don't know how a guy that just played 32 minutes, um, hit value still in the 32 minutes, is going to go down 700. Uh, just doesn't make sense to me. 
And now we're talking about a matchup where he is going to have to play as many minutes, if not more. Uh, they right. like to run bigs. They have Jaron Jackson, they have Brandon Clark, and they have Jonas Valanciunas. People are going to play these minutes. When they were going against Sacramento, it was pretty much Rashawn Holmes, and the backup center was Bleacher, and he still played 32. Um, so I'm all over Yaka Pirtle again. I, I just think if he's going to keep playing 30-plus minutes, um, just the, the upside with his defensive stats, he is a defensive monster when it comes to blocking steals. He's going to keep getting those. He's going to uh, you know nab a double-digit rebound game in one of these games in the next couple, at least one. Um, and then, you know, don't expect a lot of the points, but at 4K, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I can't see a world where he just doesn't hit value. I think it's a really tough call for him not to hit value. And then and in, in that same vein, if we're looking for value, Lonnie Walker, uh, you know, played 32 minutes in the last game, started only 3,500. Um, I really like him mostly because he's that small forward eligible and small forward tends to be an annoying position to deal with a lot of the times. So uh, I wouldn't expect a ton of upside for him, but 25 DK points. If he can lock up another 20 to 25 again, I think that's more than enough, and I, I would be okay with that. And, uh, you know, I would say proceed with caution. Um, Derek White, starting shooting guard against the Kings last game. Um, I, I mentioned it, shooting guards against the Kings. It's a thing I always keep an eye on because they dominate them. So he did come out, and he dominated them. Played 34 minutes. He put up 47 DK points. Uh, we're absolutely bonkers. And another thing worth noting is that DeJounte Murray was in foul trouble that game, though. Uh, he had five fouls. He only played about, I think it was 21 minutes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I keep, I'm keeping that, you know, a little bit of skepticism when it comes to those wings in those guards. Uh, but I would still, still think these guys are both in play. Still fair price tags. If I had to pick one, um, I would probably go Murray. They seem to go on and off. When one game it's a Murray game, the next one it's a White game. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Murray on this one. But my prime, my prime candidates for guys I'm really looking at are gonna be Lonnie Walker and it's gonna be Jakob Pertl. And if you want to play Demar Derozan, never gonna argue with that. That I means Demar Derozan. He's an absolute stud. Um, Seventy six hundred is more than a fair price tag. But uh, I just don't want to stack up this game too too much when there's about I think every single game on tonight's slate, and we haven't talked about game totals too much. Every single game on tonight's slate has a massive game total. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think 221 is the lowest, and the highest being, I think, a 243. Uh, and I'm sorry, 228 is the lowest on, on the yeah. night. So um, uh, we have a ton of games to pick from. Good call. And I, uh, it actually reminded me, I forgot to say that the Grizzlies are favored by four points, and the over-under is 236 currently. Uh, that could change. It opened at 233, so we'll see We'll see where we go from there. Um, but as far as your breakdown, yeah, I'm with you on Jakob Pertl. I'm not sure how someone plays that many minutes, hits value, and then drops nearly 1,000. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but okay, I'll, I would gladly go back to the well again for that price, especially because we will get to some people who are expensive and in smash mouth shop spots, uh, so we'll see that. Um, I like DeRozan, yeah. It, as you mentioned, I don't know. If I can fit him in my within my budgets at 7,600, but uh, we weren't sure if he was going to play or rest. But they want they beat Sacramento and he played 38 minutes. Uh, we didn't know if the Spurs were going in a youth movement or not, or or what was the case. But I think Popovich has the ability. Popovich is such a great coach that they can win games and he can get their youth movement and do whatever he wants. So uh, seeing that first game, I'm not as nervous as I was seeing maybe DeRozan play in the mid-20s and then getting this youth movement and not really caring. But seeing that first game, I think he's going to see his 30 minutes. But again, that 7600 price tag, if I can fit him in there and get everybody I like, uh, that's where I, I love to play him. But it, it all depends on uh, what my lineup looks like there. But he had another, his last two games, the game before the break, he had 12 assists. This game, he had 10 assists. So he's looking like the he what he is their prime usage guy, but he's also looking like the big facilitator there as well. Uh, and I like what you said about White and Murray. They do tend to switch on and off, so I would proceed with caution on them uh, for six thousand, maybe. But uh, I I also don't want too much exposure. And you mentioned Lonnie Walker. I like Lonnie Walker, but I'm more on the bandwagon of of my guy Keldon Johnson down there. Uh, he also played 30, 30 minutes last game. He is only mid-price at 3,000, and he hit 21.5 points. He only made three of seven shots, but uh, this is a worse matchup for him at 6'5". He's probably, he plays small forward, power forward. Uh, you got a bigger team, so he might play a little bit less minutes. Uh, but for minimum price, if you're, if you're trying to find someone who can hit 20 to 30 points in, in DK points, uh, that's not 
that's not too bad for me. But that's where uh, we're pretty much we're, we're pretty much on the same page on the on the Spurs there as well, which we've been on the same page uh, most of the night already. Um, so who do you where do you see in the in the Grizzlies? We saw, and before we get to the Grizzlies, uh, let's just say we saw Clark and um, Triple J. They were hurt before we went into the break. Uh, they both looked awesome their first game back. I know they lost, but they looked awesome. Uh, John Morant minutes jumped up, which they said they wanted to do. Uh, what do you make of all this? And are you targeting everybody, anybody on the uh, Grizzlies with authority, or, or are you just looking at them? Uh, I think we absolutely have to look at the Grizzlies, at least with a strong guy. Um, you know, them dropping that last game was really important to them. Uh, they needed that, and you have to imagine that they're going to go out there and have to. I mean, it's not like they're not playing these games as hard as they could. Uh, but this was a little bit of an easier matchup, and they needed just as bad, if not more now. So I would expect uh, to be able to go back to the well in a lot of these guys, whether it's John Morant. Um, price increase a little bit. He's 73 rather than he was 7K. He struggled with this shot uh, and still managed to put up 47 DK points with a 22-11-5 and five game. He only shot 7-22 on the game. One is seven from three. Uh, this matchup hasn't been a problem for him much of the season. In 29 minutes um, average in three games, he's put, he's getting about 35 DK points. So give him a little bit of a bump, probably 33, 34, 35 minutes or so. You're looking at close to 40 DK points. I think we'll have some better options on the slate, but I think he's in play. Main guy I'm probably going to be looking at is going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I love this kid. I've been, I've been talking about him for years. Um, I think he's an absolute stud. I think he's going to be dominating in this league at one point. But even in this same thing, like I said, three matchups against the Spurs, he's grabbing thir- almost 35 DK points. Uh, came out, dropped 33 actual points in that last one, only 5,200. He was criminally underpriced in that last one. Um, and if, if they dare run DeRozan at the four against Jaron Jackson Jr., it's going to be all over. Um, the problem is, is that Jaron Jackson Jr. can actually probably defend DeRozan. Uh, this kid is an elite defender. He can get out to the three-point line. He can defend inside. Um, and he can score. He can shoot. He has all the tools to be a stud of the future. But um, the one thing that you know worries me a little bit is the three rebounds, zero assists. He didn't really do anything with the peripheral stats. If he didn't sit there and drop, you know, 33 actual points, um, we'd be in trouble. And he shot 15 three pointers out of his 22 shot attempts, Sonny. 15 of them were from deep. Uh, you don't hear that from too many power forwards. Let it fly, young fella. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm with you. Two of those, and I will throw in Brandon Clark as well. Uh, guy looked awesome, healthy, and he can ra- really rack up those uh, steals and blocks, uh, especially if you're playing in, in FanDuel where you get an extra point for those. That's uh, that's a guy to target as well. Um, but John Morant, you, you kind of hit it, and then I'll, I'm going to hit it even more. So on average, in the first 60 games before the bubble ended, he was playing 30 minutes per game. Uh, I know this game went into overtime, but he played 41 minutes last night. Uh, they said they wanted to get him more minutes, more than usual, or more than he was playing before everything went down, and they weren't lying. Take away overtime, and he's still average. That's still 36 minutes last night, so that's six more than his average before that. Uh, anytime someone get this talented gets a bump in in pretty much a half a quarter more of basketball, huge value. And yes, he he did jump up a little bit in pricing, uh, but that price increase and that minute increase that's that's fine. Uh, that you can still look at him there. And Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, I don't really have to retouch on him. Everything you said, I'll, I'll just – you can act like I repeated it because uh, Mike, Mike loves this guy and he hit it on the head with him. But if I'm looking at, at the Grizzlies, I'm, I'm looking at Morant, Triple J, and Brandon Clark as, at 4,200 is not bad, especially in FanDuel where you get extra points for uh, those defensive numbers where he puts up. But just like you said, if DeRozan tries to guard him or he's guarding uh, – he has a small guy on him. It's really hard to guard a guy that can fly like that and is just big and lanky. Um, so that's where I'd be looking as well. Nice, man. Um, yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't be shocked if we see Melton play a little bit more in this game as well, um, yeah. knowing that they like to roll up the three guards. Keep in mind, too, uh, when we're talking about, uh, you know, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, and uh, Derek White, is Patty Mills uh, was a late scratch for that last mm-hmm. game. He did not play, and it was kind of random. And when they asked, "This is I love Coach I love Coach Popovich. She's fucking oh. yeah. Whoops, friggin' hilarious. <laughs> wee, wee, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to go back. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely hilarious. And he kind of came out and said, "Yeah, I just I just didn't feel like playing him. Um, you know, no reason why. He's not hurt. Just didn't feel like playing him. So 
I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up getting some uh, some minutes and some time in this one. He's going to end up, you know, obviously siphoning those from somebody. So again, just maybe take those into account with those guards. They're still great plays, but just proceed with caution. Maybe only GPPs because we don't necessarily have that uh, sense of security that they're going to be guaranteed minutes. Yeah, and I mentioned it before uh, we started talking about that Patty Mills didn't play. We're going to assume that he doesn't play on Sunday, but uh, especially or most not with Popovich. You don't know what's going to happen before the game. So this starts at 4 p.m. Eastern. You want to make sure that you look uh, who's going to be in, who's going to be out, because there are some people out. He might not scratch anybody else because you did lose. Our Bryn Forbes isn't playing. You did lose Bellinelli mid-play, our mid-game. So he might just go with his full lineup. But you never know with Coach Pop. He, he changes on a dime, and it's, uh, that's just what he does. And you can't question the man when you're that successful. Um, but let's move on, and let's move on to my favorite part of the day. Uh, my favorite part of the show, and that is talking about our, if you guys don't know by now, we love our Manscaped products, um, and if you haven't gotten one, you're going to want to go to manscaped.com, you're going to want to enter the promo code hoopball Tony. that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and then you're going to want to try and get the Lawnmower 3.0 or the Perfect Package uh, 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 has some some boxers, some ball toner, some ball deodorant, and the Lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it's a, an affordable $80 free shipping, and then you get 20% off with HoopBall. So so definitely get that. Um, and if you just want the Lawnmower 3.0 without the the awesome ball toner and ball deodorizer. You will be thanked for your by, by your significant other. I will say you that. I will tell you that if you if you're saying ah, I don't need that, you might you, you should ask someone else. Don't don't go sniffing on your own down there. But uh, it's a great product. I know Mike has it. I know Mike loves it, and he'll definitely back that one up. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. It's it's like I said. It's a luxury. It's one of those things that you don't know you need until you actually have it. Um, and now I I I I'm on subscription, baby. I get that every uh, every month. Right, and um, everybody, take a take a bow of silence for one second, and then repeat after me. We're back, baby. We've got sports, everyone. We have sports. Uh, since March, we've been waiting to just scream it from the top of the lung, our lungs that we've got basketball, we've got baseball, and we got football right around the corner. Um, and when we got sports back, we also have betting. And a lot of people have uh, one thing on their mind, and that is my bookie, guys. My bookie is a home run. It's a slam dunk. It's a triple overtime, game-winning shot, all bundled into one. And I love it. Uh, you guys will love it, or you do love it. And that's all you should know, and uh, that's all you should hear to know to start betting today on my bookie. Uh, so my bookie has up to the minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with. Sports ramped right up. Uh, there's never been a better time to start playing, guys. And, and the terms with my bookie are as simple as this. You bet, you win, they pay. I can vouch for them. If you bet and you win, they will pay you. Uh, and be sure, if, you, if you're trying to get in uh, some future bets, be sure to get them in now. We still, they're still taking MLB future bets. They're still taking some NBA future bets. Um, and if NFL, NHL are also there as well. Um, so, so why stop with, with just one sport? Just get all your, your betting in, all your, your, your fix of betting in right now. Uh, and the greatest thing about all of this is if you join today, my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Yes, I'm going to repeat that again. In case, in case you, you didn't quite hear it, if you join today, my book, you will match your deposit 100%. One more time for the fans, guys. Join today, and my book, you will match your deposit 100%. And they'll also toss you in a free $10 MLB wager. And all you have to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL when you're signing up. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And you get 100% of your deposit matched in a $10 MLB future wager that you can use today. Uh, so remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, you get paid. Uh, it's a fantastic site. I love this site. And uh, I'm a better myself. Uh, I don't bet huge when I bet. I, I just like uh, I just like to rack up that, that bankroll. Uh, I think Mike's in that same boat. But my bookie is, is where to go, guys. And, and enter that promo code HoopBall, and you're, you're good to go. I'm a parlay guy. That's my thing. If I if I'm betting oh, games, you're a sucker. <laughs> I go big or go home. Go big or go home. That's it. I need to get all three or five or seven right, or I don't even seven. Do 
Uh, that's a soccer bet. I actually, it's a funny story though. I, I one one time I had about like thirty dollars extra in my account that I was like, eh, I don't. Uh, it's whatever. So I just put it on a random eighteen parlay. The next day I woke up and I hit it. I didn't even know, and I, but I hit it, and that was the only time I ever hit a parlay like that when I was just messing around. Um, and Do you I was remember like, what wow. the payout was? Um, for thirty, it was about eighteen hundred. Because some nice. of them I put on the like, uh, I, I I didn't pick all lines. I put some money lines as well, uh, like underdogs. I was just messing around with it, and I was like, oh, the, the parlays are usually the sucker bets are, and so are teasers. But that one was awesome. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> just they're the most fun though. Hey, you I know, didn't, I didn't bet like... for the rest of the year. I said, yeah, I'm good because I'm uh, I'll, I'll just relax on this for now because that was just dumb luck. luck. <laughs> yeah, I used all my dumb luck, so I was like, yeah, let's let's relax for a little bit. I mean, um, we could, we might even be able to just skip this next game, Santino. Uh, whoa, <laughs> I don't, whoa! Are I, I you reading know. my mind right now? I'll I'll just go through it really quickly, but I think we could. I, I yeah. you're you're literally reading my mind, and I don't like it. Uh, but this next game is Sacramento versus Atlanta or Orlando. I said or Orlando. Oh, stop! You just hurt my heart, man. <laughs> yeah. what, what I would do to have Atlanta in the bubble right now be able to watch from Trey Young and John Collins. Uh, you know, Capella. Capella. Oh, yeah. Beat me to Beautiful. it. Um, but yeah, this is the Kings and the Magic. Um, the over/under right now is 228. It started at 221, and the Ma- Magic are favored by two and a half. Um, you kind of hit it to me. I'll throw in some things. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it from you because you, you took it. Um, but if Clifford, there is. 13 players that played on Orlando last game. I know they had a big lead and whatnot, or, and they were playing the Nets, but that that's for the seventh seed. But 13 players saw the floor, uh, and 10 of them hit double digits. If Clifford continues to play this deep rotation, which he says he wants to, I don't want to touch any Magic guys. Uh, and Jonathan Isaac played well in his 16 minutes, but now he, he bumped up to a 5,800 price tag. I'm okay with that for a guy who might not hit 20 minutes. Um, Vooks. 27 minutes was the most on the team. So I really just don't want any magic player unless like, I'm forced to in a pinch, but that's going to be hard for to happen. Uh, so I'm generally avoiding them. And, and with the Kings, I'm pretty much generally avoiding them as well. Uh, maybe I look at De'Aaron Fox. That would be okay. But for 7,800 there are, or 7,900, there are some people like Levert who I like in better matchup uh, than De'Aaron Fox. Uh, but there's, there is actually one guy I like a little bit better than him, and he had a bad game last game, and that's Buddy Heald. Uh, he was 2 for 13 from the field and 1 from 8 from the three-point line. Uh, but if you go looking at one thing that the Magic don't do so well, that's three-point shooting percentage. Uh, they are 24th in the league at three-point shooting, giving up almost 37%. That's, that's really bad. The only teams worse than them are the Cavs, Spurs, Blazers, Wizards, Knicks, Warriors. So... Everybody that's not in the bubble and the Spurs and Blazers. Um, so, yeah, if I'm going to look at someone cheap, I'll look at a Buddy Heald at a, a, a decent 5200 price tag because he might get some open threes in here and, and hit some. But generally, I'm, look, uh, I'm looking away from this game like you mentioned, Mike. Is there anybody that you're looking at or you're just completely saying, eh? Yeah, I'm not really looking at anybody at Orlando. Uh, you know, maybe the one guy you want to take a you know look at would be Vucevic, but with all the center options we already mentioned, I'll, I'm probably pass on him. Uh, Sacramento, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if I can back Buddy Heal just because of how doghouse he's been in. Like, you, you know, Walton has <laughs> exactly. hated this dude all season long. Um, I don't see that changing. You know, after they brought in Bazemore, and now Bazemore's role is not changing at all. And then they still have Bogdanovich. The, the minutes just have, they're just not there for him. Um, you know, Bazemore, shout out to him. Always, always doing me justice. Uh, came out and had a great game last game. Uh, 11 rebounds. This dude just gets it done in the most random different ways, but I can't get behind anybody going against Orlando really right now. Um, keep an eye on Deshaun Holmes. Once we see that they're, they're going to like kind of lift a little bit of the minutes restriction. I think, uh, you know, they didn't mention it. They said that they're going to take the, you know, take the leash off and let them run wild. But I, I just, you know, I didn't believe that was going to be the case. We kind of saw that. It's a little bit of a different matchup. Uh, Orlando plays a little bit bigger than uh, we saw with the, um, I believe they're playing the Spurs, what they did. But if he's going to play 23, 24 minutes, I can't pay that price tag. If he was getting 30, 32, it would be a different story. So 
I'm probably yeah. going to hard pass on a lot of this on a lot of this game, other than uh, you know maybe a, a share or two of a guy like Bogdanovich, uh, and or maybe a Bazemore, but it would only be in a GPP. Yeah, um, and it's only because the Magic give up a really good percentage on threes. But besides that, I'm sticking away from this game. This is the the one game that I I really don't care about. Um, so yeah, let's just move right on to another exciting game, a probably the most exciting game on the slate. The big, the big boppers, as we say, uh, Milwaukee and Houston. Uh, the Bucks are favored by four points, and the over/under is current opened at 240 and is currently at 243. Uh, we know what we got in this game. We got three of the what four highest-priced players. Um, yeah, three of the four highest-priced players, and then another pretty solidly-priced player, and then a couple of. Uh, Deep option. Eric Bledsoe is not playing again, um, so get that one out. But, Mike, who do you got? And when we're targeting this game, we're, we can only get one of these big guns. Uh, where, Which one are you looking at and and why? Or, or you? it depends on your lineup. Uh, that's probably the most important part. But uh, if you had to choose one or, or two, which, which one are you looking at? Yeah, so, I mean, if we're talking about the big guns in this game, we're talking about Giannis, Harden, Westbrook. And if I had to pick one of those guys, it's going to be Giannis. Uh, this matchup is just picture perfect yep. for him. The pace is going to be wonderful, um, especially when you're talking about Giannis. He leads his team in rebounds, uh, but a lot of these are long rebounds that he's able to grab. And when you're talking about a team that gives up a lot of long rebounds, it's going to be the team that shoots the most amount of three-pointers. So I think all those factors, it's just a picture perfect game for Giannis in this one. Um, I have no problem going right back to the well. Um, I mean, he put up 70 DK points when these teams played earlier in the year, and it was only in 28 minutes. So uh, <laughs> the, you know, that doesn't say enough for you. If this guy gets 30-something, 30 33, 34, it should be a wrap. I don't think we need to worry about much more. Um, and, and the great part about Giannis is his floor is pretty much 55, 60 points. So he's never really going to burn you either unless he gets into foul trouble or this game just gets out of hand super, super early. Um, as far as anybody else on the Bucks, I think the only other people I'd really be, uh, you know, really gravitating towards might be a little bit of Chris Middleton. Uh, Seventy-eight hundred is a fair price tag. We've talked about it. You know, we said that number like three or four times tonight, <laughs> yeah. right there with him. So that's where he comes into play. He's a pivot. So maybe if you wanted to get exposure to this Milwaukee team, you didn't want to play Levert, and you wanted to get Middleton, he's probably going to have lower ownership. So I, I think that makes sense as a pivot play in that kind of scenario. Maybe you wanted to play Harden. Uh, pivot off of LeBert, boom, you got Middleton. That's where you land. But other than those two guys, I'm not looking at anybody else on Milwaukee. And then uh, as far as Houston goes, I mean, Harden, Westbrook, always in play. Uh, I'm never going to say no to either one of those guys. Which guy do I prefer? Uh, it's, it's probably going to be Harden. I know I, I know you're probably going to say Westbrook, and I, and I wouldn't you know fault you for that, especially with Bledsoe out. It's only going to give him a little bit more of an edge. Uh, probably you know leave that Covington game up there for somebody else uh, after coming off that big one. Uh, you know, 11 rebounds, four blocks, two steals, did a little bit of everything that he needed to do against Dallas. Oh, it was an overtime game. He shot four of 14, 28% from the floor, one of nine from three-pointer. So he didn't really do anything from the floor itself. And then now we're also talking about he's playing the Bucs. Um, and he will have the task of running around with Giannis. So um, I'd rather not touch that for the most part. Daniel House, it looks like he's going to keep starting now uh, with Eric Gordon now. Um, you know, played pretty big minutes in that last one. I think we'd be looking at probably about 30, 32 minutes from him. But 4,400, uh, it would be a desperation play. I think we talked about three or four guys. We like or I like that 4,500 range or, or lower, uh, a little bit more than him. Yeah, and I'm with you almost to the to the end. Uh, Giannis to me is the number one guy in this game. Uh, he this is a smash. I've, I've said it a few times. Maybe this is my new trademark, but this is a tr- smash mouth uh, spot for him. He leads the team in rebounds, like you said. Um, he the biggest guy he's going up against for the most part is PJ Tucker. He might actually play a lot of center in this game. Uh, seven feet, he could play center if he wants to, and he's just going to. There's no one that's going to stop him on this game. Uh, this is this is the perfect game for him. The one thing that we were thinking about with the the Bucks is they don't need to really play. Uh, they have the number one seed locked in. It's not they don't need Giannis to play that many minutes. They don't need Middleton to play. Uh, but without Bledsoe, and he played 32 minutes last game in a, in a close game. If he plays 32 minutes again, like you said, uh, his floor is just so safe. And and this is a much 
an awesome matchup again for him. Uh, so I'm all over Giannis. Middleton, as you said, uh, that 7,800, 77, 7,900 price tag, it keeps coming up. Uh, so there is a lot of pivots there, and Middleton makes for a great pivot in a great matchup that's going to be shooting, shooting, shooting. Uh, and again, there's no Bledsoe. Um, another guy, if if you're just throwing a, a dart out there, uh, I would look maybe George Hill. I'm not going to very not confident in him, but at 3,900, if you need someone cheap down there, um, he is in play because he's probably going to play a little bit more. And we know Westbrook sometimes uh, laxes on defense and gives people shots. He can knock them down. Um, you mentioned Daniel House, 4,400. Not bad, but yeah, uh, we, we there's a lot of other people around that price tag that we said we'd like as well. Um, so I'm not really touching him. Robert Covington, I'm also leaving him to to whoever else wants to get him at 64. Um, and as far as the two big guys, you can't get Harden and Giannis in the same lineup. That's not going to happen. There is a possibility to get Giannis, or Giannis, Giannis and um, Westbrook in the same lineup. And that's why I, I would gravitate more towards Westbrook if I had to pick the two. Um, but you can't go. I mean, they're both all-stars, obviously. But I, I think Westbrook in this matchup without Eric Bledsoe, it favors him a little bit more. The Giannis. I like that. Uranus. I might have to call it that from now on. The, the Uranus. <laughs> the name, and I'm the name butcher. Um, yeah. oh, let me hear you. Can you, can you say his last name? Uh, Antetokounmpo. Close. Ant- I'll let it go. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make fun Ante- of my MVP. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. No, you might not your MVP. I'm trying. It's just bad. You might uh, not be your MVP. Yeah, it's not my MVP. Don't, he's don't my, you say that. He's my, he's my MVP. <laughs> so, uh, he's I, I not think he's real not. MVP, as, as Kevin Durant would say. Oh, uh, stop. This guy, <laughs> this guy should clearly run away with the MVP award. This, this is not close. Uh, locked into it because LeBron was right. Was LeBron was about to take it, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Take that crown back. Uh, but let's get let's get back on the rails here. Uh, so the last game on the slate, Mavs. At the Suns, uh, the Mavs are favored by five and a half. It opened at a 235 over under. It's now 237 and a half. Uh, if you listen the last couple nights, this slate is just skyrocketing compared to the, the previous over unders. Um, but where you where are you looking at in the Dallas Phoenix game? There's not really many changing things out there. Um, Sarek played. Uh, most people are, are healthy that were supposed to be healthy. And what are you looking for in this game that looks like a very fast pace uh, shootout type of game? Yeah, I'm going back to Luca. If I'm not if I'm not playing Giannis in the lineup, I just talked about a pivot play. So you know, in the scenarios where I want to spend up, I still prefer Luca over Harden over Westbrook. Um, after watching Dallas lose that tough, you know, that nail biter game, that one that you know it it, it was a bad one. Um, Luca struggled in it mightily, still managed to get a triple double, and then we see a guy like Kristaps Porzingis just go absolutely bananas. Um, that could easily happen again. Chris Stapps is a stud started player himself. I, it, that stuff is not just random. He's going to have those games, but you're not going to see very often where Luka Doncic struggles like this from the field. I mean, he, he shot 11 of 17 total struggled from deep, uh, one of nine from three point. So I, I'm expecting a nice bounce back game. Dallas, again, we talked about this. They're one of those few teams that are actually playing for something right now. They need this. They need to get out of that seven seed. They want at least the six seed so that they don't have to worry about that Clipper or Laker matchup. So I'm I'm perfectly cool with going back to Doncic. Uh, probably leave Porzingis up there at nine K after everybody seeing what he just did against Houston. We talked about that. Um, it was just a perfect matchup. You know, Houston. A lot of people get afraid of playing bigs against them sometimes, but when it's a big that is not going to come off the floor because he's one of your best players, he's going to dominate. I mean, he had PJ Tucker, who's about my size. Uh, you know, guarding Chris Porzingis seven three. I think there's literally about a seven or eight inch um, height difference in between those guys. So th- it was it was in all the making for him to take advantage of it. Um, so yeah. I'm looking at Luca. Um, probably gonna probably gonna shy away from Chris Stapps, and I don't mind looking at some Tim Hardaway Jr. Came out of there. He's just gonna keep playing a boatload of minutes. This guy, at, you know, if you look at his last game against Houston, forty one. But even looking at the three games before the break, when it was Denver, San Antonio, and Indiana. He played 39, 37, and 39 minutes. This guy's going to keep playing as many minutes as he can absolutely handle. The price tag, I would like it a little bit more, uh, a little bit lower, like that $5,600, $5,700 range, and I think it would feel a lot more comfortable. But he's still very much in play. And I'm just going to leave that guard roulette of DeLon Wright, Seth Curry, uh, J.J. Beret alone. I don't think I need to go to any of those guys right now. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Porzingis had a great, great matchup, great game. Uh, I don't want to pay for the previous game, though, uh, so I'm going to leave that one alone. It is a good matchup for him, though, as well. Um, Luca, Luca, it, it's funny. You kind of said, yeah, uh, what our what uh, Ice Cube once said. I'll, I'll keep it PG-13, but he he messed around and he still got a triple double. Uh, that's just shows the talent that this guy has, and at ten thousand eight hundred. Uh, you're going to pay up for him, but if you're pivoting off of uh, that Houston Milwaukee game, yeah, he's he's the guy to go to. I like him a little. I like him more than Westbrook. It's a better matchup. You're not going against anybody, uh, an elite defensive team like the Bucks, and you're so if you don't want any Giannis exposure or you do want Giannis exposure and just want to pivot, Luca's the guy for me. Um, Hardaway, yeah, that's not that bad, but 6100, I. I don't really want him for 6,100, but he is playing a boatload of minutes. He doesn't average that many fantasy points per minute, but it's okay when you're at when you're averaging so many minutes. Um, but the rest of the team, they're all hit or miss. You, you, you got to nail them down on the right game, and I don't really feel confident or comfortable touching any of those guys when there are so many good value plays out there that I uh, that should bring back more value and, and you can feel more confident and comfortable with. Um, but what do you feel on the on the Phoenix on the Phoenix Sun side? There are some good guys out there. Um, Ubre is probably not playing again. We don't know. Um, so what do you what do you see there? Do you think do you like Sarik, Johnson, or or Bridges guys that are going to benefit without Ubre there? Uh, you know, without Ubre there, you know, we saw Sarik come off the bench, and he still played a fair amount of minutes. But at fifty six hundred, I don't have the confidence that he's going to stick with those minutes and still play. You know, anywhere near thirty. So I'll probably leave him out. I'm not going to touch him. Cam Johnson, another guy, 4,300. Uh, solid value play, but we've mentioned so many guys in that 4K range. And the thing with Cam is he's got, he's got a pretty decent floor, but his ceiling's not high enough for me to really consider his GPPs. Um, you know, if he's maybe the last guy you're throwing in there in a cash game, sure, why not? Same thing with Bridges. Uh, the upside is just not there for me where I can feel confident in playing him on a night-to-night basis in, in the tournament where I'm really trying to finish him you know, the top one or two percentile. Uh, Rubio, minutes I expect to still be limited. I'll pass. DeAndre Ayton, big price bump, $700 increase from where he was last game, $7,800. You know, the real, I guess, benefit that comes with DeAndre Ayton is that he's power forward eligible. But uh, other than that, I don't like that price tag. I really don't think I'm looking at anybody over here. If I was to consider anybody, I know it's it's Booker, but I think I'd rather play Tatum uh, for six or what is it, uh, $400 less. So, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll end up with too many guys over here on the Suns. That's funny. I was just gonna say the same thing with the the Aiton. His price tag jumped up seven hundred, and now he's a little more expensive than Tatum. And I like Tatum's matchup much better for that forward eligibility. Uh, same with Booker. Uh, the yeah, Cam Johnson, Mike Mikhail Bridges, Dario Saric. Uh, they just don't get the usage that you'd want. Maybe maybe Cam can hit some threes this time, but there are other people around that forty three hundred. But if you had that. If you were in that price range and, and you went to him for a pivot, he would be the only one that maybe I would look at. But I'm not really looking at anybody on the Suns team as well. Uh, Rubio is still uh, not playing a full complement minute, a complement of minutes, and uh, I don't want to pay that 85, 86 for Aiton or Booker. And everybody else is really just just there, I guess, for this game. Um, yeah, so we're pretty much on the same same page on this one. So. Do you have any, uh, before we head out of here, I know we took a little bit longer. Uh, we, we were just messing around sometimes. Uh, we, we tend to do that. But do you have anything else you want to let the listeners know and, and tell them, uh, give them a little hint or any insight that you, you have heading out of tonight and heading into tomorrow or tonight's slate? Oh, yes. Uh, I would say if you're playing DraftKings, um, make sure that you are really taking advantage of the roster flexibility. Uh, mixing and matching, trying guys that are guard and forward eligible at both spots, seeing what that leaves you in other spots where you can, you know, improve on, and you know where you can take advantage of that of that roster flexibility. And another thing I would mention is with the, everything going on with all these websites, and we have late swap. Make sure you're playing guys in the right positions. And what that means is, if there's a game like tomorrow, that Brooklyn Washington game, and that game's the first game that locks at two. Don't play those guys from that game in your guard, forward, or utility spot. Fill those guys in at the point guard, shoe guard, small forward, power forward, center spot. That way you have more flexibility to late swap if you need to. You're not stuck only looking for a shooting guard. Instead, you can look for a guard at any position. Um, Two little things I would say, I guess, that I think are going to be very useful for tomorrow. 
Oh, and yes, yes, they are. Uh, those are two great things, and I'm glad you you brought them up. Roster flexibility uh, in DFS and in the NBA and in, in regular life is, is just a huge thing. Um, so make sure you do that, and and you get you give yourself the optimal lineup, uh, especially if somebody gets a late can or late scratch out there. Then you give yourself more chances. Um, but yeah, that that's all we have for you tonight. I'm glad you said that, Mike. Uh, so everybody, if you're not already doing it. I don't know what's wrong with you, but go follow Mike on Twitter. Um, Mike, what's your what your uh, your your Twitter name is at Mike Apatria. Yes, sir. M I K E A P O T R I A. Yeah, we have really standard Twitter names. Mine's also at Santino Cocon. It's just our names. Uh, very original over here on 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 our side. But everybody, we're doing great things at Hoopball. If you're not if you're not following along, we have a ton of team podcasts every day. We're pumping these guys suckers out. Uh, we're pumping out our our betting podcast, our sports betting podcast. We got the Fantasy Today podcast that we're pumping out. We're pumping out a bunch of articles. The Coast and Bruce Show. Uh, we're doing great things out here. If you're not if you're not watching right now uh you you will be soon and and we have a layup line where we break down everything uh we just ton of great stuff going on here so follow us on instagram follow us on twitter all of our accounts uh we have a facebook page also now um so yeah continue to to rep your hoopball and get all your your needs over here but that's all we got for you tonight and i hope you have a, a great great game today um so on behalf of hoopball on behalf of myself and mike Enjoy your day and enjoy another awesome day inside the bubble of the NBA. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.